Aloha, thank you for pressing play. This is Stacy Mahoy from StacyMahoy.com, sports mom to eight active kids, living in Hawaii, married to my high school sweetheart. I am here to help support, encourage, inspire, nourish you as you go through this journey of youth sports with your child. Thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Stacey Mahoy with StaceyMahoy.com. Today I have a really cool and special guest, another sports mama here, Joy Acaso. And I actually first was introduced to Joy via the Sideline Radio podcast. So I heard her on that podcast with Shaki. So thank you, Shaki, for introducing me to Joy. And I, was, <laughs> I was immediately interested in her and what she had to say because she's... Um, parent-child relationship specialist. And I, in recent years, have been much more focused on uh, strengthening and building parent-child relationships for, within my own family. So it was really cool when I saw that. I was like, oh, somebody else that's really you know, focused and, and specializing in that area. So welcome, Joy. Thank you so much for being here and uh, doing this with us. No, thank you, Stacy. Thank you for having me. So can you tell us a little bit more about your story and kind of how you got into that area of expertise? Yes. So um, I've been in the counseling field for many years, and I actually started um, as a youth leader. So I would help families and things like that and teenagers. Um, that was kind of my um, specialty in the beginning and then I went back to school and got my um, master's in social work and then I just kept going in counseling and then um, as I I started to counsel a lot more teenagers and children who had um, the diagnosis of like depression or anxiety um, even defiance or ADHD you know mm -hmm. those childhood disorders I learned that you can't really treat the child without helping the parents. So, and so I said, oh, wait a minute. Um, and even, even before diagnosis, like um, children who were exhibiting like low self-esteem or lack of confidence or um, not being able to handle their emotions very well. So not necessarily to a point of a disorder, but just, right. you know, everyday things. Um, I found that um, it was more effective when when I partnered with the parents as well. Right. And so I said, okay, the parent-child relationship is really important. It doesn't matter how good the professional is mm. um, in in helping the child, but if there there's such a disconnect with mm -hmm. the home and the um, professional setting. So I wanted to bridge that gap. That's very interesting because... Um Last year, I, I knew I wanted to kind of work with families, encourage families, and kind of just because youth sports can get really crazy. And, and you know, with all the stress and attention and parents are feeling a lot of pressure too, um, mm. if we're not really mindful, it can cause a lot of tension within the family and kind of break down relationships. And so, you know, I was looking at, I really want to help families make sure that this experience is something that pulls them together and strengthens their relationships rather than kind of tears it apart because of all of the, you know, that it just gets really intense at some points, right? So, um, and so, you know, people That's have like, yeah, people have like programs to help athletes excel or goal setting and all these sorts of things. 
And, um, and I know every parent wants their child to do well, right? They want to try to do the best for their child and get them all yes. these resources. They pay for instructors and they pay for private lessons and this sort of thing. And for me, I was like, I really actually want to work with the whole unit, right? Not just this child, because this one father had reached out and he was like, oh, we're going through this thing. And I was like, well, would you you'd be interested in getting on a Zoom call um, with me, but not just your child, like you and, you know, your, the parents and the child, because I also feel the same thing. Like, no matter how many tools we give this child to yes. try to, you know, with their mindset and this and that, sometimes as parents, like as helpful as we're trying to be, I feel like we're doing some things that really aren't as helpful yes. <laughs> as we think. And yes, so it's yes. that's still going on. And the child is working really hard to do their thing, but then the parent is still, you know, unknowingly a lot of times or inadvertently um, saying or responding in ways that kind of slow their process down. That's kind of what I wanted to address was just like kind of bring more awareness up as to how much their own mindset and their own um, responses to various situations has an impact on you know, their child too, and how well they move forward, or um, sometimes it actually interferes with their learning process at times, when you yes. know, you're not even realizing it. So it sounds like you're, you felt kind of the same way. about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that um, there's a lot more influences now, right, as our children are growing up, there's a lot of things that we <laughs> didn't deal with when we were growing up, right. I'm sure. Um, but there's also, like, I remind parents, there's a way for you to bring your influence to the forefront right. of, of it all. And it doesn't have to be like a tug of war or like a push and pull right. type of thing. And I like what you said that, you know, it should be something that brings us closer together and not, um, not divides us. So, yeah, there is definitely a way to do that and to strengthen so one thing, because um, I, I hear this a lot also from even parents of younger kids, because there's the screens, right? They're worried about what their kids are seeing and all these things. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, my kids are picking up bad habits when they go to school and when they, you know, and they're, and they're feeling a little frustrated because like you said, they're worried about all these other um, influences teaching their kids things that they don't want. And um, one thing that uh, another mom told me and you have a lot more training in this, but she told me, she's like, you need to focus on relationship first. You need to make that a priority above everything else because that's what gives you that connection um, to where your child is most, if they're most connected to you and their relationship with you is stronger than every other relationship, then you have a little bit more of that pull is what kind of yes. learning. So. Is that kind of what, you know, what are some ways, okay, what are a few simple ways that you feel that parents can keep uh, more connection and so that therefore more influence? Because even in coaching, we say that a lot. It was like connection equals influence. Like the more connected you yeah. are with your team, the easier it is for you to um, transfer information and knowledge and they're yeah, more absolutely. able to receive it, right? So, right, right. So what um, have you been into or what are some things that you've seemed to be helpful for parents? Definitely. One of the things that I um, say is that um, rules without relationship leads to rebellion. So yeah. you can't always be about the rules and, you know, we can't be too rigid. 
it's just not going to work in this time, (laughs) you know, like, because, um, it's just a different, it's just a different time now. You can't, you can't always just talk about, okay, this is what we're going to do all about structure. Structure is good. So it's true that children thrive in structure. Mm -hmm. Children thrive in an environment where, you know, they know what the boundaries are, but, um, it has to be communicated. It has to be communicated well. You cannot assume that your children already know. And this is like, this is what I find, um, you know, when I work with families, like they just think like, you know, well, they should know better. Mm-hmm. But maybe they don't. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they don't know what you yeah. expect of them to begin with. Right. So have those conversations. And then um, the relationship part has to be an everyday thing. Yeah. It has to be an everyday thing. Um, I was working with a family this week and the dad said, um, so she has a daughter. He has a daughter. They, they have a daughter and a son. And he grew up in an all boys home. Oh, wow. So the daughter now is a teenager and she has a lot of emotions as we all do. And he was telling me like, but I can't stand the the drama. I can't stand hearing like all the things that she's saying about this and that. And I just hope that it's not affecting her schoolwork. And I told him, I said, but you know, this is just her talking about her feelings and the drama quote unquote is just an indication that she is human and she is alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's all there is to it. And she's not a robot. Right. You know, he has feelings and opinions. And then he said, you know, okay, okay. So I get that. And so like spend time with, with your children in getting to know them. That's the relationship part. You know? And I think um, it's actually kind of cool that she actually feels safe enough to express all those things. You know, yeah, that's true. <laughs> some, some exactly. Feel, right. So that's actually a positive. I try to remind parents like that's actually a positive when your child feels safe enough to express things, even though they know you're not going to agree with it or they know that it's not going to make you happy, but they're still able to, you know, say it. Maybe we can still guide them and help them learn how to do it more, you know, respectfully or whatever and communicate better. But right. it's actually a good start that they're they're free. They feel free enough to express what they're truly feeling. Um, so when you talk about the structure, what, what I, because I hear that a lot too, is like, no, but kids need structure and they need this. And, and, um, and I think that is true. I think it's, it's very difficult when someone just has no idea what to expect and things are just mm-hmm. being thrown at them. It's very confusing and frustrating, of course. But I think that a lot of times we're just taking it over to the other extreme and it's like, everything is super rigid, like you were saying. And, um, and they feel that the structure is the most important thing rather than like that relationship. So I think, um, right. you know, and that kind of makes it tilt weird and, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, the child too. So, yeah, so, yeah. um, I definitely think the communication thing is very important. And, um, there's something else that you were saying that brought out of probably the property pop up in my head later, but, um, so I wanted to also ask about, as far as when it comes to parents and children and their relationship and connection, what are some things that you've seen um, that might be kind of breaking down that relationship or weakening it without Uh like parents aren't even noticing that that's putting a wall up between them or distancing their child. What are some common things that you see happening between parents and children? 
so what um, what I see um, happening a lot these days is that that mentality of um, my job as a parent or my role as a parent is to push you mm. so you can be better than us so you can um, you know accomplish more right more than us right so when you like when the parents like that I work with they tell me that I get it I'm an adult right <laughs> like that to me, I receive it. Yes, I understand, you know, what you're, what you're saying. You want them to succeed and everything. Um, but to, but children receive that very differently. They're like, okay, like they have no idea what that means. Like, yeah. first of all, children live for the here and now. Mm -hmm. We live for the future. Mm -hmm. Like we see it, we, we want to think about it and, and children are just, you know, whatever's in front of them, that's all they can, that's all they think about. That's all they see. That's not to say that we can't talk to them about the future, but we have to like rephrase it mm -hmm. and we have to um, approach it in a different light. And so that my, my role as a parent is to push you and things like that. Like let's, let's step back a little bit and and try and understand them instead and where they're coming from and then guide them right. guide them to you know to the right path so um instead of saying i'm actually doing this um campaign inside of my instagram that's called speak life yeah. so which means that like really watching our words so i i love that you had said stacy that you know sometimes we say things and we have no idea that it's actually hurting them more mm -hmm. than it's um, helping them. Right. So one of the things I said in there is that um, when we say like, oh, I'm like, let's say our kids, you know, come home and they show us, you know, what they did um, at school today or even the sports, you know, our, our little athletes, they say like, oh, you know, I broke my record or, or something like that. Um, Maybe it's only 20 seconds, right? But for them, it's a big deal. And then we say like, you know, oh, I'm so proud of you, but I know you can do better. Mm. That, but I know you can do better. <laughs> we cannot be saying that in the same breath. Like, can, can we like, can we just say, <laughs> reserve it for another time, mm -hmm. right? Um, but instead of saying that we can say things like you know oh i'm so proud of you you worked hard for this mm -hmm. your efforts are really paying off mm -hmm. and then maybe later on when they when things are calmer and then when you're you know having snack or yogurt or something like that then you can say you can slip it in and say oh you know like you know what are your what are your goals this year what do you plan to do better mm -hmm. that kind of thing but you can't be saying like i'm proud of you but i know you can do better <laughs> i asked um the teenagers that i used to counsel and they said and this is why i'm a big advocate for that because they told me themselves that that does not encourage them at all and mm -hmm. it does not motivate them it just makes them feel less than and it makes them feel that they're not, not ever going to be good enough. Yeah. Yes. And then they feel defeated and discouraged in a time where they kind of should be feeling a little bit more. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think um, it's interesting what you're saying because the whole rules without relationship and rebellion um, is something that I'm very familiar with through experience. 
And then it's not that there was no relationship. It's just that I never until, you know, 17 years in even realized that relationship should be a priority or like is like the number one thing. Now for me, it's like the number one thing, you know, before I felt like it was my job as a parent to make sure you did this, this, and this, and to make sure, right. like you said, like we push <laughs> right? like, and I'm the parent and I know what you need to do. And so I need to make you do that. Like that, that was my perspective. And, and now it's very, very different. And so, um, yeah, I got to experience some of how that goes when you try to just do rules, 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 rules. And, then, and, and your, that relationship piece is not, wasn't, it's not that, I mean, obviously every parent loves their child and every parent, you know, um, right. Yes. That at least we feel like we do, but then I just discovered that there were a lot of things, you know, a lot of interactions in which maybe my kids weren't feeling that on their end because of the way that we responded to certain things. And it wasn't that we were like super negative about it. At least it was, we felt like we were just correcting, right. Or we were right. right? Trying to show yeah. them, okay, here's where things could be better. Um, but like you said, it's received so differently than what we think or what we intend. Right. Like intend. Yes. Right. Exactly. And what we intended. And so, um, yeah, I, I come to learn that regardless of what my intentions might be, it's really important for me to be mindful of how they're feeling, what's going on with them, like you were saying, and how they're receiving it because it doesn't, it's not effective if I'm intending one thing and they're receiving something completely different and just like in the situation you just said like oh I'm so proud of you and you think that's a positive thing and then you say but I know you can do better and you feel like you're trying you feel like you're communicating your confidence in them to be amazing but that's not what they're feeling yeah Yeah, exactly yeah and so um, yeah that was like really uh, a huge aha moment for me (laughs) (laughs) and then you talked about that need to push so one thing that I get a lot from parents is that I don't know when I should push my child and I don't know when to back off they're afraid that if they don't push their child's gonna come back later and be like oh why didn't you make me do that why didn't you push me I could have been this or could have done that you know and there's that fear and so they feel like they have the the best choices for them to just push 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 so um do you feel like that's ever necessary to go that route or is there another option that's probably like more helpful long term yeah um right so long term so we need to think about long-term effects right Mm -hmm. um we want especially with um athletes especially being a sports mom like i i think that we want our kids to make we want to make sure that our kids find satisfaction um like inner satisfaction and that they're not looking for approval outside and that um they're not basing their self-worth on how many trophies they get Mm -hmm. or um how many accolades and and recognition um they get and and that can be you know that can be done like simultaneously as they are you know um progressing in their um sports life they can also be building up that um confidence in themselves and knowing that their self-worth does not depend on whether they win or um or lose so it is a fragile (laughs) like kind of thin line of like do i push or do i um what do i do or do i back out um I believe that 
as you connect more and as you have those conversations, those conversations cannot just happen um, during the intense moment, like during a game or after a game. Or right after. Then you're starting. Yes. Yeah. And you're having that conversation. No, have that conversation spread out, like throughout, you know, throughout the week and off season, you know, mm -hmm. you should be talking about, you know, goals and what they think about, you know, their future. And here are three words that I want parents to know <laughs> is um, tell me more. So mm -hmm. whenever they come to you, even if you disagree, okay, even if you disagree, maybe they're like, you know, um, for whatever reason, they're starting to feel like they want to quit, right? And, and as sports moms, we they're don't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> or even different um scenarios like i had a mom who told me that her daughter is thinking about getting a tattoo and she's like absolutely not and i was like i get it i get it you don't have to explain this to me i am a parent too <laughs> but even when you disagree just say okay well tell me more mm -hmm. like what do you mean you know by that that gives you um time to kind of figure out what you're gonna, you know, what you're gonna um, say after they 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 give you their whole spiel, and then you know, and then you can do your rebuttal in a nice <laughs> way, obviously, you know. Yeah. But you have to give them the space to explain themselves. Don't meet them head to head. Mm. I know it's gonna be at times it's difficult, um, but those are the magic words. Tell me more because especially like the teenagers, they just want to be heard. Yeah. They just, yeah. They just want to talk, believe it yeah. or not. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so um, that's something that I have to work on as well, because before it was like, well, you know, I'm the parent. So what I say goes. And so I felt like I was the one that should be doing most of the talking and um, yeah. I'm learning that listening is a big deal and that yes, um, maybe yes. getting to know them and understand what's going on with them and how they're feeling, what they're going through, um, and just listening. And then I heard someone once say, you know, listen, you know, when, they, when they're talking, listen. And then when they're done, they're like, listen some more. So that tell me more. <laughs> yes. It's really helpful because yes. I want to just like jump in and be like, you know, and so tell me more is going to be helpful for me so that I can kind of even take it a little further and give myself more time. Like you were saying to, to think yeah. how to respond versus wanting to get into an argument right away. Right. Like um, right. whenever I see that meme about, you don't have to attend every argument you're invited to or whatever. I think about my teenagers. I'm like, you know, like <laughs> as a parent, like as an adult, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. This, but like as a parent with your own kids, um, I try to remind other parents too when they're really fresh in they're like oh everything is a battle and this and I'm like well you don't have to attend every you don't you don't have right. to engage in that way just because your child is feeling whatever they're feeling and so right um, and sometimes too like I think that we react too mm -hmm. much um and then you know we we want to um like we we answer out of fear or out mm -hmm. of anger or out of stress so if somebody, if our, you know, sports um, 
if our little athletes tell us like, you know, oh, I, um, I'm so frustrated and this is just really, you know, um, annoying for me. And then we respond to say like, well, what do you mean? Like, but we have to keep ourselves in check and say like, you know, am I having a bad day right, right. now? Why am I responding? You know, we got to put ourselves in check to make sure we respond well too. Yeah, it's definitely been helpful for me to, to take a look at what is it that's really bothering me? Like when I'm quick to respond in those ways, like what is it that's the actual stress that I'm feeling? Is it something else that has me worried and stressed out? And so now yes. my child brings me this, it's like a tipping point, you know? So that's been um, a good thing for me to be mindful of is just what are the actual stressors in my life? And if it's not really my child, then they really shouldn't be the ones to take the brunt of that, um, you yeah. know, those feelings from me. And so you know, getting to the, the root of that for me has been important. And then um, you said something about, yeah, just, you know, allowing them to, to feel heard. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I hear a lot of parents who get really frustrated, especially in the teenage years. They're like, you know, me and my child used to have this close relationship and we could talk about anything. And then now they're teenagers and they don't want to listen. And they, you know, I don't know anything, <laughs> right? Like that's super common. Right. And, and almost every time when a parent is like, my child's just not listening to me. And I feel like I almost, I can almost guarantee you that that's how your child is feeling too, that you're not listening. To yes. yes. Right. So they go, how do I get my child to listen? Like, well, you need to, you need to listen. <laughs> Probably the best thing is to listen for you to listen first and, and right. make them feel hurt. Even like you said, even when you disagree, right. Um, a lot of times parents will, okay, I, I let them say this and then, but the first thing I do is, yeah, but, and then you, you know. Uh-huh. Right? The yes, but, yeah, yeah. That's a good example. Yes, but is, is a no-go. Is agreement or? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make them feel hurt. It makes them feel like their thing just didn't matter, kind of, right? Like right. missing the whole thing. And so they're still yeah. feeling like nobody understands. Um, and so everything else that comes out of your mouth after that, they're not even open to hearing because right. like you're not even paying attention to you you don't get what they're saying so um what's something that a parent can say besides yes but then like when that's your react like when you're feeling that and you're like wanting to immediately contradict them what's a what's something that can be perhaps a better response in that moment maybe just tell me more might be a good idea yeah tell me more yeah absolutely or you can also say like you know well can i can I tell you my opinions then? Can I, can I give you my thoughts? You know, after they've, they've obviously, um, you know, said their piece, then you can say, you know, Got it. can I, yeah. Well, do you want to hear, or like, do you want to hear what, um, what I think? So that's another thing that was hard for me to hear was somebody saying, don't just shoot out your advice to them if they didn't ask for it or if they're, right. They're like, Right. And I told my husband that he's like, what do you mean? Like, we're the parents. We have to tell them, you know, if we see something that can help or see something that they need to be doing. And, um, and that asking, right. And just saying, okay, I, I heard what you said. Could I share whatever, whatever, but asking right. for that, you know, letting it be their choice to further the conversation in that moment, or perhaps maybe table it until later. Right. Make a big difference, I think. Right. 
Um, and and um hmm. and you were saying about long term too. So I um I've counseled all ages, right, from like five years old up to you know um adults. And one of the things that I see when um, adults are like grown-ups that have that were raised in a home where like push 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 I gotta accomplish more 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 um, then as grown-ups they have a hard time um, understanding that they um, understanding themselves and validating who they are and so they're always co they're constantly looking for people's approval they're constantly looking for people to accept them. They don't under they don't know how it feels to belong. Mm. And so they're like, you know, looking for ways to fill the the void. And mm -hmm. that's and it's not worth it. Like, right. you know, to, yeah. yeah. And I think that a lot of people miss that. Um because you feel like, well, they're achieving, they're learning these things through sports, and so they're gonna get it for real life. They're gonna be confident, they're gonna be this, they're gonna be leaders. But yeah. like thing, if the whole time they're trying to, the only reason they're pushing themselves is to, as a response to you, right? Or right. To, like to kind of satisfy you, yes. it's all being done for the wrong reasons. And then right. they don't know how, they don't have, like that you said, like that internal drive, their own desire right. to get out there and, and do things and push themselves or try, strive to be their best just because that's what they want to do. Um, and then be willing to take on whatever failures along the way because they know that it's part of part of the journey. But like when someone else, I feel like when someone else is always being that motivation of always pushing, 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 like you never get to discover your own, what you could do. You know, you feel like I always need somebody to tell me yes. this and that. And so exactly yeah. yeah and so i feel like you know and and parents will, or i hear adults go yeah but if if so if these person if i was never pushed i would have never done it and i said that's exactly my point like the fact that you're saying that and that's your belief about yourself is that's exactly why i feel like we need you know we need to back off like if what if that person had just waited and allowed you to come to it in your own time and then you were able to like they would definitely support and encourage you and, and show their belief in you for sure but right. what if they let you kind of come around to it on your own time and then it was your choice and your act like you wanted to do it um and yes it might have taken a little longer but that's so much more valuable i think than somebody pushing you to do it and like okay yeah see see you could do it and then i knew you know and it, right. it, it's not your victory in some ways it's like then you have this underlying thing like, oh, see, I would have never done it. And I, I need, you know, somebody else had to do it for me. And it actually doesn't build the confidence that we think it builds by them keeping right. it. So, um, yep. Yep. yeah. I, and that's something that we went through as well with one of our kids. It's like, we were thinking like, we need to make her do this because it's good for her. And she said she has this goal. And so this would tie in perfectly with that. And okay. she pushed back. She was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do that. I'm like, why won't you do this? Like, you know, this is your goal. This is right. you. Like so for you, you as the mom, it makes yeah. sense to you, right? <laughs> right. It made sense to me. I'm like, why wouldn't you right. do this? Like, it's a great opportunity, you know? And she was just adamant. She was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. And so that was this whole big thing. And then we backed off. We were like, okay, fine. Like, obviously, we, at this point, she was a teenager. Like, we can't force her to do it. Like, we can't, you know, even if we were to make her do it, she's going to be doing it without her heart in it. It's not really going to be, you know, she's not really not going to be focused. And eventually, less than a year later, 
she came to us and she's like, okay, I want to do this, you know? And so then she did and she came around to it. But I sometimes wonder, like, if we hadn't had that big battle up front, maybe she could have came around to it a little sooner, you know? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, because I think for a while it was just like, oh, no, I'm just not going to do it because, you know, um, there was still some of that conflict going on. And then when enough time had passed and that wasn't a thing anymore, then she was like, okay, I'm going to, because then it it felt more like her own decision. So, so sometimes, so I keep that in mind when I'm like feeling that need to kind of push my kid into something like, well, maybe if we kind of take like kind of just bigger picture in the grand scheme of things, a few months is not going to make too much of a difference, you know, or what have you. We're going to choose something else entirely. And the whole thing is going to go in a different direction. So really trying to honor their journey and their process um, has been helpful for me, a lot less stressful. Um, it's a, yeah. it's a little, the uncertainty is a little, you know, that's for me to deal with, but um, because when you, <laughs> like, you feel like you have more control of the process and you feel like right. I'm going to make this great outcome happen, but that's kind of not how it works. <laughs> so, um, so as far as, so you kind of like, you understand a lot of these principles and a lot of these things that I think a lot of parents just don't, you know, they've never thought of in that way um, because, you know, they were pushed or they see everyone else. That's how everyone does it. So that's what they feel like is what's needed to be like right. in that push, 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 especially in competitive sports. It's just kind of the mentality there. Yeah. Um, and to not do it, it's kind of scary. But for you as a parent, knowing everything that you know, what's, the most difficult for you to actually execute and actually do because like knowing it's one thing right but like doing it with your own children sometimes even when I know like what I want to do differently I don't always do it so I'm curious what's what's one or two things that you've realized oh my goodness we need to do this this way and you kind of still have a hard time executing it as a parent right um that's funny because um when I would meet you know when I um I was already a therapist before I became a parent Mm. and so um just looking back in my journey like I did not um when I first became a mom I forgot all about (laughs) 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 and I was like so I was that mom who was like rigid and like structured and I was like what am I doing (laughs) and so um then I you know and then I said wait a minute like I'm not happy with what I'm doing and is it supposed to be this hard like I can't you know why am I stressed out every day and so that's when my husband and I stepped back and we're like okay we need to reevaluate and figure out you know what it is that we're we're doing wrong and um and so now when um and then when my clients would tell me like well this is how I feel and then you know and they're older than my kids so then I'm like then I go back and say like okay I need I can't be doing that with my kids because <laughs> you know like they're schooling me in these yeah. things yeah. I'm like okay like just um for me the hardest um part of parenting and then knowing all these things too is really just also um like making sure that I don't put my fears mixed in to um you know all these things that at home mm-hmm. that we're doing um because even with knowledge, you know, sometimes fear still yeah. creeps in and like, okay, wait, am I like, am I doing the right thing or, you know, those kind of things. So, yeah. And just m- making sure that I put my own 
fears in check. Yeah. And that's, that's a hard one because I think as parents, there's a lot we're afraid of, right? We're like afraid of yeah. bad things happening or whatever, things going down a different path or like making one wrong choice and it like altered, like their whole life is different. And so, and even with, and, and a lot of times there's, there are times that we're like, we don't know what to do. Like, we don't know what the right answer is and we don't know what the right response is. And so that's hard. And with every kid, it's a little yeah. bit different. And so, right. Yeah. And, and so the not knowing exactly what to do now to create the best outcome is difficult. And then um, the fear can really, and can really take over. And I think, yeah. I, yeah. And, and I, I expressed to parents, like as a parent, someone told me that like we're hardwired to ensure our children's survival. And while we may not need to kill animals or protect them from prey anymore, right? Um, you know, this day and age, it's like their survival is more like their success in life. And so when we see that threatened yeah. in some way, then we go into this flight or fight mode as a parent and we're just like fear takes over and we go from like, they forgot to do a homework assignment to they're going to be dropouts of school and live in our basement forever. Yes, <laughs> yes, like, yes, yes, like, yes. Oh my yes. goodness, you know, this... And that's how I that's felt. exactly um, it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt with my older kids. Was like every tiny thing for me was like this huge. It turned in my brain. It turned into this massive problem that's going to doom there forever. And um, that was not helpful for anyone. <laughs> to, yeah, no, that's exactly it, right? We as parents, we jump from like A to Z, right? And then we don't realize that, you know, as we're talking to our children, we're actually passing that on. Yeah. And then, and then now there are adults who are like okay wait but what if you know that little thing and then all of a sudden I'm gonna be fired and lose my job and I'm like wait where did you get that from like this you know (laughs) yeah and so I I I try to express to them that look for, for one that's probably normal for your brain to do that because we're parents but if you could just recognize that that's what's happening rather than like acting on that, just kind of take a step back and give yes. some space to, to really think it through first and just to recognize that like, this is fear and, um, and not let that run the show. Because I know for me, the things that I worry the most about and like really kind of let myself dwell on, like that stuff ended up happening. And I think that Ooh. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, no, seriously, like when I think back, we could do a whole podcast episode on that, that right? <laughs> but, I mean, yes. About, like what you dwell on and what you think on, and 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 I tell parents, I'm like, you know that like that fear that you have that this is going to happen is actually probably Absolutely. a bigger stumbling block or a bigger problem than like that thing that you're scared is going to make this thing happen. So like, Absolutely. because it changes how you interact with your child, right? It changes. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, yes. Decisions you make and then you yeah, don't even yes. realize that it causes these. So it's crazy. So, um, yeah, I realized, I realized that looking back, like the, the my biggest fears and the things that I was like, Oh, I hope this doesn't happen or this, these things right. that just came up, like, those things ended up happening. And so at least I know some people would be like, well, see, you should have been scared of that. But, but the way I think of it is like, I think I feel more like it was my fear that caused a lot of, you know, created a lot of situations that didn't have to be there. And there, so, right. so I work a lot on checking myself in that area, right? Like yeah. what's going on with me? Like, why do I have this fear? Why does this scary, scare me so much? What is the worst that could happen if, my kid quit this sport or if they didn't right. quit 
an A, they got a C instead, or if they're a 2.5 student instead of a 3.2 student, or, you know, there's a lot of things that we let become huge things, and then we interact with our children in ways that um, put distance between us. Like, we, cause, yeah. we, let it, we let it become a problem within our relationship because right. that thing has become now more important than you. Like, I'm, I want you to be 3.2, and I'm getting on you, and I'm letting that actually be more important than whatever it is. Like, we're totally bypassing the child. It's like, well, now I'm like, well, what's going on with you, right? Like, why is this homework like not so important like what's going on with you that you don't feel like doing your homework or you don't feel like this is important mm -hmm. or you, mm -hmm. there you go yeah. yeah like what are your thoughts yep. what is going on in your life that's taking your attention are you dealing right. with something that's difficult and it's taking up all your brain power that you just you know homework just feels like a small thing compared to this maybe they're having a friend issue or relationship issue at school or yeah you know, yep. so and that's difficult to navigate. So, you know, if we and don't that really is where um, yeah. professionals come in, right? Yeah. <laughs> like whatever it is, or maybe an accountability group with mm -hmm. other moms to, to keep you in check yeah. or like therapy, coaches, counseling, anything. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, when we are stressed out, we shouldn't really be talking to our kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're not there to be our sounding board. Right. They're you know, we can't expect them to bridge the gap for us. Wow. So we need to be talking to another adult who can kind of help us have those tools yeah. that, you know, to evaluate. And one, and one thing too, is that, you know, as parents, if we are having to evaluate and reevaluate our strategies, there's nothing wrong with us, mm -hmm. you know, for doing that. In fact, that's, that speaks a lot about our character yeah. that we're actually willing to say, hold on, I might be doing something wrong. That's you know, actually, I could, maybe I could do better or, yeah. you know, and I, and I think that's where a lot of our own power is instead of like, and I, I talk with to parents about this all the time because they're so frustrated and they're like, Oh, but my child this, and if they would just this, and I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, like, and like, like you said, they're not there to be our sounding board. They're also not there to make us feel better. Like to take away oh our frustration. Like, Right? Like, I need you to do this so that I don't feel frustrated or so I don't feel uh, yeah and so when I realize that and I'm like okay look my feelings and my emotions are for me to take care of not for my child to need to achieve something or to be a certain way so that I feel less stressed like that's not their job yeah. you know right so, um and so, yeah, when I took more ownership of that and not be like, I'm stressed out because of my kids, or I'm frustrated because so-and-so, you know, they did this or that. It's like, well, I can do something about how I'm feeling and I can do something about, yeah. okay, how do we go about this better for next time? And so what right. I see a lot of parents doing too is like, well, they did this. So I wanted to, I'm like, well, why don't you just chalk it up as a lesson that whatever happened uh -huh. then didn't go well. And so how yeah. can we do better the next time? Like what other things need to be put in place? And actually talking with your child about too that too is really helpful like I'm a lot more open now to to actually work with them to try to find out like how can we do this better versus thinking, like I know it all so you just need to do it my way um yeah like and, and like you said there is out. a next time <laughs> yes <laughs> and yeah. there's always a next time I think as parents we feel like okay wait I 
I need to tell them this and this and this and this because I'll never get a chance to, that's not true. That's just your brain playing tricks on you to say like, I need to pour everything now or they'll never get it. Right. Not true. (laughs) Yes. And that's another, that's another fear, right? Well, if I don't make them, then they're never going to get this or, and it's like, there are three, you have 18 years. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) I mean, it's short, but it's also 18 years of day in day out interactions with them of constantly working with them and getting to know them and they don't have to be perfect at three or five or seven or you know they're not going to have it all together I mean we're much older than that and we don't all have you know we don't have it all together either we're constantly learning and growing and getting better so um it's okay for us to allow them that process versus needing them to like you need to be you know and and I don't know if you um feel the same way but sometimes like when parents are asking like, well, what's age appropriate? What should they be doing at this age and this age? And I'm like, that's good to know as a guideline. Mm-hmm. But like, but like when you take that and then it's like the law and then your child isn't doing it and then now you're overreacting and you're trying to, it becomes a problem and instead of just like, right. oh, well, they're just have a slightly different timeline. You know, like not every kid walks by one year old or not every kid crawls by a certain time and there's a variation and, and yes. And allowing and embracing your child as they are um, is something that has been helpful for me. So I try to encourage other parents, like, it's okay for you to embrace their journey and that they're not the same as all their peers or their, you know. Um, So anyway, yeah, thank you for (laughs) for talking about that. So one question I like to ask um, the guests, because I switched the name for the podcast to Eating Curveballs for Breakfast, is... um, What's um like <laughs> what's a curveball that life's thrown you like the biggest one or maybe a recent one that's been significant? So like what's one of the biggest curveballs that life's thrown you and um kind of like how did it go? So okay. I know you I know you spoke about like doing an overhaul as a parent or I don't know, maybe there's something else that you feel like there's been a curveball that I mean because we get thrown them all the time, especially as moms, so Yeah. Or maybe just one that stands out in your mind. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, I was thinking about, um, I was actually thinking about my journey after, I mean, before we had gone on. Um, the one thing that sticks to me is when um, I, as new parents, um, my husband and I, right, so he stayed home and then I I worked in counseling and um, <laughs> with, with, our, with our oldest and for some reason like i just felt like i did not connect um i didn't spend enough time connecting with our oldest and so now this is like my platform i'm like you need to connect because Mm -hmm. i have seen it in my own life and um one day i had left my um husband a note and said like okay can we try this and then this and this and like (laughs) i did a whole schedule of um things that he could do with our daughter and then he texts me back and he's like you need to stop because you're giving me anxiety (laughs) and I was like oh yeah I I don't want to do that and so that was kind of like wait a minute what am I doing with my family (laughs) right and so that's when the overhaul started so I was like okay I need to figure this out because they're not happy and I'm obviously I'm obviously not happy. Right. So 
I backed down and then like we like stripped everything away like we we used wow. to have like charts behavior charts um chore charts we took all of that away and we just started we just started all over yeah that's crazy and like what you were saying because because right like um parenting experts um and and books out there would say like you know use a behavior chart and use a chore chart which i agree but you said it too that like you know you have to make sure that you are observing your kids first before you try and implement all those things right so are they ready for that like is that something that's going to work in your family right because it doesn't work all the time it might be you know you might be able to use it later on Mm -hmm. but not at this time you know like yeah things like that and being able to adjust too and I think like with the charts and stuff I think some kids really like seeing their achievement and their progress and so it's like really helpful and for other kids it's more like and especially, it depends on how you implement it and how you can. That too. It well. Yes. Because otherwise, it feels like some kind of evaluation or some kind of like I don't know, like a a burden for some kids. It turns out to being something that isn't positive <laughs> for yeah. them. So, um, yeah. like how it's communicated, how you're utilizing it, and understanding your child of is always most helpful to you as a parent, rather than like reading an idea and taking just the idea and implementing it without really understanding, you know, Uh the the inner workings of why it's beneficial. Um, Right. Any tool when we use it improperly becomes more harmful than it is. So, yeah. Yeah. And so um, one more question, because I know I've become more and more aware of families who are dealing with somebody has anxiety or their child has anxious feelings and has, you know, hard time, um, like teenagers, especially. And I think for some of them, it was like their child used to be this happy, bubbly, carefree, confident kid. Mm-hmm. And then they get into their teen years yeah. and things kind of shift and, and they feel they're more anxious about things. And they're like, I don't, I can't do this. And, and then the parents are like, I don't know how to deal with this because this is not how she used to be. And so, you know, so for, for parents of kids that have anxiety or are dealing maybe even with depression, what is maybe one or two helpful things that they should know um, that maybe they're not aware of because they've never experienced it before, but like what are one or two things that maybe they should know or keep in mind as they're trying to work through the situations with their child? Right. No, that's a good question. Um, I think two things that we can, you know, kind of remember right off the bat is that um, number one, your kids, just like you, just like we do, also have internal dialogues that are happening in their mind. Mm -hmm. And you, I mean, you know, I'm sure the parents who are listening or watching, um, you know that like sometimes when you make mistakes, you have a default and you say, oh man, then you start to like, you know, have Mm -hmm. this like self-talk. Mm-hmm. Um, your kids have that too. And when there is depression, um, when anxiety or depression are present um, in them, um, that internal dialogue leans toward negative things. Mm-hmm. And so just be aware that like they're, they are, you know, having that 
self-talk um, within them. And so which leads me to the second part that we have to remember that um, trying to fix it for them is more harmful than it is um, helpful in the long run. Mm -hmm. So if they tell you like, you know, oh, I feel like when there's depression, right? Um, I feel that I'm not good enough. And then what do we say? Yes, you are. That's not true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And we're contradicting their feeling. Yes, exactly. And so if they are coming to you with their feelings and and they're very open about it, validate it and say, okay, I hear you. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm here to listen. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'll, I'll, I'll stand by you as long as you want me to. And, you know, I'm not going to try to f- try and fix anything for you until, until you are open mm-hmm. about it. And then we can do something about it. But, you know, um, just again, having that discussion with them and make sure that you're not shutting them down. Yeah. Anything. Or the worst thing that we could do is also say like, well, what could you be stressed about? Or what could yeah. you be depressed about? You're yeah. 17. Yeah. And that's what I uh, was like, okay. <laughs> you don't have any problems right now. You right. don't have, right? Like you're doing good. And, and, and sometimes these, these people, these student athletes, they're doing great in school. They're doing great in sports and everyone around them is going, what's the problem? Like, what? yes. And so they feel like more, you know, and I'm like, just listen, like just, you know, sometimes all you can do in those moments when they're having a tough time is just say like, I'm here. I'm yes. listening. You know, you could even say, I don't understand what you're going through, but I'm willing, I'm willing to understand it, you know, and just, but don't try and go and fix it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or another thing that parents um, say is, oh, just get over it. Yes. (laughs) Right. Suck it up or whatever. That's that's very common (laughs) in sports. That's always what's, what's said, right? Like, you can't just quit because it's hard. You can't just, you know, and it's like, well, if they could do better, they probably would be, you know, like there's something going on and they really, for them, it feels so real and so big. Right. So um, and maybe they, um, and the same way that we get frustrated and stressed out, they mm-hmm. do too. So maybe they just, that's the first thing that came out of their mouth is like, oh, I want to quit. Right. Or maybe they don't mean it. Right. So give them a chance to explain what that means. Yeah. And again, like getting, really getting to know like what's going on with you. What's, you know, what's the big, what's causing you to feel all of this angst that you're feeling and, um, and again, and validate. So I read this book called Let Them Play and he talks about the author, Jerry Lynch talks about, um, listen, love, L-U-V, listen, understand, validate. And so with, with your kids and he's like, just yeah. I'm like, notice there's no F for fix or, <laughs> yeah. or C for correct or, you know, it's like, oh, listen, understand, yes. validate. That's all, there's only three letters there, you know? So, um, and that's really hard to do. And so something I heard you say on Shaki's podcast, and we'll wrap this up real quick because I know we're going um, a little long, but you said to let your kids have the last word. And, yes. <laughs> and that's hard, I think, for a lot of parents. So can you expand on that a little bit more? Sure, sure. Um, now, now, obviously, it, it's, um, you know, it has to be situation appropriate. Like, I'm not right. saying, like, if Blank, there is, a blanket. You know, yeah, yeah, like, if it's a, a if it's a serious um, situation, then, you know, we have to use our discretion. But 
having or letting your kids um, have the last word is basically like, you know, when they feel good about themselves, please don't add anything more. Like, don't, <laughs> that's not the times when they're like, oh, I feel so good. I got a good game. Like, you know, but you're over here. I understand. Once again, I understand, like, you know, um, maybe you're thinking, like, okay, maybe they didn't, their form wasn't right, you know, right? Like, or like, um, they could have done better. Like, but if they are feeling good about themselves, like, let them have it and let them take pride in their work. And um, I was talking to a mom the other day and her daughter had, you know, raised her um, grade from an F to a D. Mm -hmm. Um, But now, if you hear that, you're like, well, okay, it's an F to a D, but it's still a D. But she didn't let the daughter finished that she actually got a hundred um on that one test that's how she raced it so wow. if you say like oh well i mean she got a hundred yeah you know so but how would you know that if you don't let them and that was one of the situations where mom was like that's great but you still got to race it up yeah <laughs> yes i get it i know she knows that i was gonna she say a lot has... of times the kids know that right but they right. they're also much better than we are at celebrating what's working <laughs> like oh, absolutely. the thing that's absolutely. going well and we're like yeah. all focused on the thing that we're like but 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 and um and so i'm i'm letting my kids teach me how to celebrate <laughs> the oh that's a good one yeah and, um and really, and like, I feel like I'm a positive person, but I think like with my kids, especially, it's been so easy to slip into seeing what's not going right and wanting to harp on that and focus right. on that and dwell on that versus, right. you know, looking at what's working and building on that or looking, identifying maybe an issue and then just immediately looking towards solutions or working with them yes. to see, okay, so, so what are you doing next, right? Like, or what's the next right. step for you? And then kind of letting them say, okay, yeah, so I got 100 on this test. And then, you know, we've got this coming up. And so I'm working on this project. I'm going to finish this up. I've got some extra credit that I'm doing. You know, like, I'm just kind exactly. of like focus on that. Um, but so, yeah, it's definitely a work in progress. And it's a fun journey for sure. So much learning when you're a mom. Yeah, so much learning. That's mom. so true. Yeah. So is there anything else you would like parents to hear before we wrap it up? Um. My last word <laughs> would be just really um, spend time, connect. If you want to make an impact in your child's life, and you are, you know, um, as parents, we do have that impact. And if we spend more time connecting with them, you won't ever have to doubt yourself if you're raising, you know, good kids because you will know. You will know from, from that connection that you are making an impact and so if you want to make an impact spend time connecting with them rather than correcting them all the time that's a big one and that's not something i understood before like i felt like i was supposed to be always correcting right because like that's isn't that right. what it does so um so that's been a shift for me as well and i can say um I know some parents are worried about like, well, how am I going to teach them if I'm not supposed to whatever? And it's not that you have this attitude of like everything is good and we don't talk about any of the bad stuff. It's not that. But um, what I have seen when I've followed some of the, 
the little nuggets of listening um, mm-hmm. and, you know, allowing them to, to talk and not giving, just giving advice when they're not even asking for it or ready to hear it. Um, what I have found is that by, by being someone who is willing to listen and willing to try to understand versus just feel like you just need to do it my way. It doesn't matter what you feel or think. Cause that's kind of what they end up right. being. It's like you're just trying to tell them what to do and they feel bossed around and nobody likes to be bossed around. So, um, but what I found is that yes, <laughs> yeah, by being willing to listen and really get to know them and making that a priority and, and really wanting to understand what's going on in their minds and what's going on in their day, um, that they have come to me more to ask exactly, exactly. To express, you know, this is what's going on or I'm frustrated with this or, or whatever. And that's been really, um, eye opening. And honestly, yeah. it's so much more fun and yes. so meaningful. Like when your, your teenagers are coming to you to ask questions about the biggest issues that they're going through, like, that's a big deal for me. Like, that's not something right. that was happening before. And so um, I just wanted to encourage parents out there that have that fear, like, I need to control that. I need to make sure I need to be in charge and do this and do this and do this and and make sure that they don't mess up because that's how I used to feel. Um, It's scary to let that go, Uh, you know, to make that shift and be like, really, yeah, but um, it's been worth it for me. So I just wanted to to say that for parents who are thinking about it, but like scared or not sure how it's going to work out or, um, you know, that's, that's, you don't know. So, um, so yeah, I just wanted to say that it's been a very worthwhile experience and something that I sometimes say, I wish I known sooner, but honestly, I think that I wasn't ready to listen at the right time. Yeah. I just was like, no, everything's going well. Like I got this, you know? And, um, and then, my children really like you were saying like you weren't happy they weren't happy and you realize wait what's going on (laughs) and there has to be some something else that can be done and so um yeah and I just wanted to encourage parents that it's actually really amazing when you work on that relationship and you focus on building that and that's more important than the exact grade they get or that's more important than whether or not they start on this team or it's more important than their batting average or you know, all of these things. And, right. um, and, and of course, in your heart, you feel like, yes, of course, they're the most important thing. But <laughs> sometimes the way we communicate it to them, it's not feeling that way. Right. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Um, anyway, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. If people want to like connect with you on Facebook, you have a Facebook page. What else is a good yes. way to, so what is the Facebook page? That you um, it's best parenting practices. Okay. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram. My handle is Joya Caso. Okay. And my website is um, www.joyacaso.com slash 15 ways to affirm. Oh, yes. And so that's a guide that you have, right? Yes. Okay. And parents can uh, download that. And download it. It's free. And I think you also have a link to that on the Facebook page too, right? If they find you on Facebook. Yes, I do. There's a link to that as well. Okay, so thank you so much, Joy. I appreciate your time. Thank you. um, We'll have to come back and talk about some of the other stuff more deeply (laughs) down the road. But thank you so much for being here. I'm glad we connected. And um, I hope that some parents will go over and check out your Facebook page and um, stay connected with you as well. Definitely. I love this. This was great. Thank you so much. (laughs) I appreciate it. All right. Thank you.